Hey, hello everybody and welcome. <laughs> uh, I'm Prue Blennerhatsett and today I'm super, super excited to be interviewing Annette Bolch, who I will be um, introducing very shortly. Super, super excited to get started. Now, Annette Bolch is an incredible woman. She is a shame-shifting catalyst, a sexual visionary and goddess of love. So what a title. <laughs> I know. And I'm super excited to be having this conversation, which is all about um, <clears throat> why we can't just think our way out of self-doubt. So first of all, I'd love to invite you to share a little bit, Annette, about um, what it's taken for you to embody this title of shame shifting catalyst sexual visionary and goddess of love and you know what what each piece kind of means to you well the really amazing thing is it actually feels right you know it doesn't didn't feel like a step when i first encountered that title of goddess of love which is where i started it was like oh my god that is so true you know like a part of my mind was going, what, what the, you know, like <laughs> that's just so not possible and nobody could see that. But when I, when I actually let it in, it's like, yes, you know. Mm. Um, and what <clears throat> allowed me to, to step into that was really accepting the divinity that I am, you know, and really stepping into no apologies, no, no playing small, but not even that, just, just compassionate love for myself, really. Mm. And then in the love for myself, it just started streaming out the other way, you know, became, became a circle. So, so it's yes. not just, I'm not a goddess who just loves everybody else, but really hates the self deep inside. I really, truly love myself. I can't even badmouth myself anymore. It's amazing. It's a really fabulous place to be. Oh, it's so beautiful. And as, and as part of that, there's the shame-shifting catalyst and really a big part of me being more serious now is, uh, is has me been accepting myself the shameful bits as well because I have had some pretty challenging stuff in my past and really coming to terms and being at ease with those places and that's allowed that shame to shift and that's mm. why and it's so profound and it's so profoundly beautiful that's why I really love that part of my work if there's anything that gets me out of bed in the morning it's shifting shame <laughs> which is a really <laughs> weird thing to say but <laughs> because shame is such a like it's, it's such an icky horrible feeling people will try to you know, logically, reasonably avoid it at all costs. Mm. And, you know, in that avoidance, we give up a lot of ourselves. So, mm. yes. And the last part, I know she's going to ask me about that sexual visionary. <laughs> well, you know, that comes up because, partly because now that I'm out of shame and, and that I've healed my past, which kind of had a bit of, you know, icky sexual stuff in there, I really see a lot of what's happening in the world sexually at the moment is so damn limited and controlled mm. by the view of a few and it's really it's a very um shadowy controlling unfeeling performance-based place that is so just limited you know and mm. as, particularly as a woman I think women are more in touch with this part of themselves sadly than men are because men are getting what they want more often it's easier for them to get what they think they want which is yeah. you know, that orgasm at the end we're mm. kind of right into it really and, yeah. 
<laughs> but they don't and you know that's kind of satisfying enough for them that, that they don't look further but as women it's hard harder often for us to have that you know one orgasm so we're looking for what else is there what else is there mm. and so we're more in the pain of it than the men are but if you really get a man talking about this part of himself he wants exactly the same as what we do he wants that yeah. intimate connection that love that deep wow kind of factor mm. that you'll never get when you're scratching itch you know as long as you're yeah. the ground so totally, and totally. so my so my vision is a world where women are actually men and women are and all people are having sex that actually is easy that it's beautiful that it's long lasting that it's deeply deeply fulfilling you know sometimes mm. it could be you know just a roll in the hay and that's totally <laughs> fine but that's it can also be that place. that's right well you know if you really have um have sex from a tantric or whatever kind of perspective you want to call that i'm not completely hooked up on the word tantra but it's if you just take it slow and you breathe at the start and you really get into your body and you just open into that place it's not <laughs> you know all the efforting and moaning and groaning and all of that I mean you can you can be definitely moaning and groaning but you're actually it's real you know it's not mm. the, it's you're not moaning from trying to get there you're actually moaning because you're in it yeah, yes. that feels so damn good, you know. Yes. So I want that for more you know, for everyone in the world, you know, every mm. adult person in the world. So mm. that's my vision. Beautiful, to, amazing. To, to grow I love it. I'm on board. Yes, <laughs> to grow when you're in it, not when you're trying to get there. <laughs> Absolutely, for it to happen organically rather than yes. being, you know, yeah. a part of yeah some kind the, of the, the whole process or part of the process. So yeah, yeah. I, I really want to dive into um, a bit more about this topic of self-doubt and how yes. this, I mean, this is all related, but how this, yes, it is. oh, and I've just seen India said hello. Hey, India. She's hey, calling India. from Denver and Colorado. Beautiful to see hey. you. Um, so, yeah, how does this, um, this sense of kind of self-doubt and shame, mm -hmm. how does this impact a woman's capacity to experience pleasure, to be in those moments rather than in her head or, you know, mm. in the efforting or anything like that? How does, how does self-doubt and shame impact that for us? Well, what happens when a woman is experiencing shame and self-doubt, it puts her into her analytical part of her mind and that's the part that carries all those stories of inadequacy and stories of, of fears about what might happen or about herself letting go or about how she's got to be there for her partner or, you know, whether she's giving them enough or, you know, just 101 stories that happen. And that's in our, in our thinking brain. And so for a woman to experience all that she's capable of in that place where she just knows who the fuck she is <laughs> and she, there's no doubt, there's absolutely no doubt, then that more comes from the right part of the brain, which is the feeling and experiencing in the now part of the brain. I mean, obviously, mm. they st they're not completely separate because they talk to each other and that we have to have both engaged to put our you know, to even have this conversation, both of them are working together. Mm. But when we're going into a sexual experience, 
um, particularly is they work more separately. So when a woman's in her doubting self, she's in her thinking mind, which is about the past and about the future, it's not here in the now. So mm. she's in that ruminating and that feels such a hard place to get out of. Yeah, and, and feels kind of disconnected, right? Yeah, you know, she's totally disconnected from mm. her body because she's not aware of what she's feeling. Mm. So that's that's what's happening when she's and she there's no unless she makes a, a conscious choice to go. No, look, I hear you, brain. Thank you very much for sharing, but I'm <laughs> really not that interested right now because I want to feel good. So then I'm going to switch over and bring my attention to my body and the sensations and what am I feeling. And then the next thing that kind of keeps a woman out of her out of her pleasure is that when she first connects with her body she's most likely not going to be feeling pleasure and if she's mm. still thinking with her analytical brain she's going to try and solve that problem you know, mm. how can I get to the end how can I fix this which mm. keeps her in her thinking mind to kind of find more solutions for what's wrong mm. and, you know, there's nothing wrong she's just not there yet and it's really to what's coming up for me is that it's it's a little bit of a um an overlay of our kind of um our society at the moment where we're seeking you know an outcome like it's about yes. the result rather than about being you know in that moment and a part of the the presence and the beauty and the magic of it all regardless mm. of you know kind of what's going to happen at the end exactly and it's really you know, enhanced by the, the whole of life is keeping us out of this place, men and women both, really. So it takes a strong yes to say, no, I don't want that anymore. I want something mm. different. And mm. the thing about it is the more that we can say that, it doesn't just impact our sexual experience. It impacts for a woman her whole of life because she's saying, yes, I want to be in the part of me that knows who I am. You know, mm. that isn't worrying about all those external things that the egoic, because the, the left thinking brain is, is where our ego lives, who we think we are and who we think we have to be to get approval. All of that mm -hmm. kind of stuff is in that thinking brain, so mm -hmm. part of the brain. So we really want to be stepping out of that into this other part that's just in her truth. And Absolutely. You know, it's part of sexuality but also part of life as well. Absolutely fascinating. And I want to I want to put it out to anyone who's watching, like who can relate? <laughs> who can relate to what Annette has been sharing? Like what, what are you resonating with so far? And if you have any questions whatsoever, drop them in the comments and I'll be or either Annette will come in and answer it afterwards or if they come through to us here, then we'll be able to answer them for you live. Um, Absolutely. So I wanted to ask when it comes to self-doubt, like how, what, what is the process? Like how do women move, shift from self-doubt into unwavering, you know, self-love and saying, you know, yeah, fuck solid, yes to life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's not an instant place, but every little thing that you do will take you deeper and deeper into that. So the first thing is to actually understand what's going on and why you're not in this place. So that's that's the first thing. So it's really about understanding. The second thing is accepting and being compassionate with yourself that you're not in this place. Because one thing that women are really good at is beating ourselves up. 
and making ourselves wrong. So next step, and you know, it's everywhere these days, is practicing kindness and compassion, and it's it's a really big step towards stepping into more of your truth around this place. So that's step number two. Mm -hmm. Step number three is just allowing yourself to be in your body. So having some embodiment practices of, you know, there's a whole different variety of them. But really it's just simply spending some time during your day is taking your attention from the outside world and your busyness onto your body, mm. noticing what it's feeling and whatever it's feeling, not making that wrong again. And just breathing as if you could breathe some life into your body. <sighs> I'm doing it as you're saying yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can feel that right to my toes. <laughs> and it's it's really as simple as that and and a conscious intention that I want to feel more of this place. I want to feel more mm. of this place. And mm. you know, your your body, your divine goddess, your spirit, your whatever you want to call that, um, is will start to speak back to you because our bodies and our souls really is this is the language of the soul to some degree um it will start to speak back to you, mm. you know, if, if you get a little moment of quietness and you're saying hey body i really want to speak to you what, what have you got to say she'll mm. speak back and the more you listen the more she'll have to say you might not always want to hear what she has to say, but she'll always tell you. <laughs> she'll tell you. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly. <laughs> I remember in a, in a, um, I did a what I call a yoni workshop, a woman's workshop around um, sexuality from a wholeness perspective. And uh, this woman, she had a lot of insecurities and, and um, doubts and things about herself and she connected in with the wisdom of her yoni or intelligence of her her yoni, her genitals, and her genitals were saying, hey, what are you waiting for? I'm here. Let's go. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you just need to trust me. <laughs> uh... and, and, you know, it just made such a difference for her to, to because she allowed that voice to be louder than the mm. other voices, you know, and that's part of it as well is that, we're so familiar with the suffering parts of ourselves that it takes it can take a little bit of magic to actually shift, which is why I called my masterclass Magic Over Misery because mm. we can do the logical thinking stuff and that will get us so far, but it takes something else to kind of blow that stuff really out of the water and to be in the, yeah, this is really possible, you know, when, mm. when something is, is so unfamiliar beautiful and safe um, but just unfamiliar then it can help kind of get our, our thinking out of the out of the groove and we mm. can start to shift into a different track so that's also part of what we'll be doing a little bit of magic in in the master class of amazing and i'd love to invite you to share yeah share a little bit more about about your upcoming master class well, it's going to be a fabulous opportunity for women to get together and to hear who they really are and to to really understand what's been stopping them from being that and putting them into that place of self-doubt. And there are a legend amount of things. Um, some of it's just, you know, to do with patriarchy. Some of it's to do with um, religion. Some of it's to do with um witch hunts which still lodge in our psyche to some degree some of it's due to mum and dad who told us to always be a good girl you know and and um, be there for everyone else 
Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's, you know, some of the more modern parents are saying, yeah, go girl, you know, go and, and you can do whatever you want. And But yet there's still that part of her that isn't sure, you know, or mm-hmm. that especially, you know, getting into a relationship with a man, we can, you know, still, I still hear from young women that they want to go into that place of please or yeah. they're on the other part, which is like they're... Um, they're feeling in their power, but they're not necessarily connected to their openness. It's more of a harder place that, yeah. that women can find ourselves in, and it's a bit, it's a bit more protected. And you know, yeah. that's it's totally understandable because there is a lot to be scared of, you know, in the world today. Mm-hmm. And as women, we are vulnerable to a certain degree. Our physicality makes us more vulnerable, unless we happen to be a black belt ninja or something. But the, <laughs> there's that sense of of um, a little bit of vulnerability and to put ourselves out there and to be open and available I don't mean sexually available but just in ourselves to be to be um, able to open and connect which is what we're all longing to do there is a, a level of vulnerability in that so it's understandable that especially people working in corporate areas and that kind of thing the or doing a lot of online dating or you know there's so many reasons why we could imagine that we need to protect ourselves but really you know the more that we're in this place of our truth and our essence and our soul connection then you know hmm whoa those who come near here try and do some damage it's not gonna happen at all unless you're really really big and strong <laughs> oh i love that i love that Annette. thank you so much so i have um i've shared a link to your masterclass, which is called magic over mystery move beyond unrelenting self-doubt to stand up and shine i've shared that in the comments and on our final note Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to inquire, magic, is this something that we have to wait for it to come along or can we cultivate it? You can do it straight away, absolutely. We'll be doing it in the, we'll be doing it in the masterclass and oh, yeah. absolutely we'll be doing lots of it because you don't need me standing up the front telling you all how to, to be, you know. It, it's, it's actually inside of you so it's learning to how to access this, that place and that you can do straight away immediately so that's not a long-term thing. So it's just around understanding that it's there really airy fairy woo woo stuff it feels very, the experience of it is very real yes. and it will be different for each woman and you know she can claim the truth of her own experience it's not me trying to yeah control everything of mm. that you know that magic her magic's in her Mm, beautiful thank you so much and it's been an absolute delight to be with you today and to share this space thank you thank you for the opportunity are there any final um any final words that you'd like to leave the viewers with just really that women i love you and you are so lovable and just don't just don't play into that game anymore. It's time. You know, women are standing up all over the planet and they're being heard. So it's time for you as well. And I'm here to support you in a way that you can do it safely and be supported, you know, and but just love yourself enough to want to do it, whichever way you do it, whether it's here or some other way. Just love yourself and believe in yourself enough to do it. Mm. 
Magic. Magic. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much, beautiful one. And I hope you have a fantastic afternoon and we'll see you again okay. soon. You too. Thanks, Prue. Bye, gorgeous. Bye.